0: For you today. Last week we had a lot of hot takes, hot topics. But I mean, we all know the topics that are out right now. It's going to be a hot day. We got a lot to say. Tristan, can you give us a little uh, rundown of what we're going through today? Yeah, Johnny.
1: Tonight we'll be talking about the ALCS and the NLCS. Cubbies are in trouble. Yankees look good. Also, the injury to Aaron Rodgers. Does Brett Hundley have it in him to keep the Green Bay Packers hopes? alive but tonight we are going to start with the opening of the nba it opened last night what many thought would be a preview of the eastern and western conference finals celtics Cavs, warriors rockets here we go fellas well for celtics fans it wasn't a very good start for them gordon hayward injured a few minutes into his debut guys just your reactions to the hayward injury Ty, you want
2: to take it first? I mean, sure, I'll lead off. The reaction is not even on a basketball level; it's a, it's a human thing. It's an empathy thing. You feel bad for the kid. Makes a life decision to move to Boston. First game, five minutes in, goes up for an alley oop that he really never actually had a chance of making. But it's not really the point. Comes down and with the gruesome injury, you feel, you just feel bad. It's it's sickening and it's shocking and, you know, the word that I would say that's used the most is heartbreaking for a guy who comes to Boston and five minutes into his season has a career-altering injury. So it's sad. You know, you feel for Gordon Hayward. But with that being said, you got to move on if you're the Celtics.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it. Um, The Hayward injury, I'm still sick to my stomach. I I love the kid. To see him come from Butler as a little baby boy getting into the, uh, the NBA and really just refining himself into one of the best forwards in the league. He's really turned into a wing that um, you need to always account for on your scouting report and game plan. I mean, it's tough. But I think the real issue, Tyler, is is the fact that we just cannot rebound. I mean, Al Horford is softer than my pillow. And it's just, it's just unbelievable the fact that that guy is our center. I know Brad Stevens isn't about the positions. But, I mean, Robin Lopez just put up work on us last year in the playoffs. We were down to 0 Fortunately, well, unfortunately, but fortunately for Celtics fans, Rondo ended up getting hurt, and we end up winning that series. But that was a big reason Robin Lopez was just grabbing boards. In Horford, we cannot rebound. Tatum was the only guy that grabbed double digits. He had the most. He had 10. So I think that's a big re- um, reason the Celtics couldn't have it early. They finally could grab enough rebounds to get themselves back in the game. But that's going to be the biggest issue going forward. You don't have Hayward. Who's a solid rebounder? It's going to be tough to kind of find. Can the Celtics rebound?
3: Yeah, um, I think, yeah, obviously it was heartbreaking. um, But I think it's important to look at it from now, what this means for the Celtics. Um, I think this increases Kyrie Irving's chances of being a possible MVP candidate. Last night he proved that he could be a distributor. He dropped 10 assists, 21 points, um, and Jalen Brown really, really impressed with a career-high 25 points. So, obviously, we'll see his role increase with Hayward out of the lineup. Uh, and also, a lot, like Johnny was saying, Jason Tatum came out, uh, got 10 rebounds, 14 points. He really impressed. First double-double
0: since Larry Bird. Maybe. Correct,
3: correct. Um, not to get too excited, but that's definitely a good start, especially mm-hmm. against the uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers in their on their home court. But yeah, again, Al Horford really needs to step up. He's you know stretch forward. He can shoot. He can pass. He can even run the court sometimes. Um, but in order for us to to compete now, we're going to need him to step up into a big man role. He's going to need to grab rebounds. Otherwise, this positionless basketball idea is not going to
1: bode well for this. Speaking of uh, speaking of young players, like you mentioned, Jalen Brown, twenty five points, really looked like the Celtics' scoring option right now. Really worthy of that number three pick that Danny Ainge used on him. Jason Tatum also looked really good last night, struggled in the first half a little bit. Dylan, what did you see from the Celtics' young guys, particularly Brown, Tatum, Rozier even? What did those guys show you last night?
4: Well, I mean, as tragic as the Hayward injury is, uh, these guys are going to have to step up and develop now, and it's going to give them a chance to finally get some minutes and get a a real role in this offense. Last year we saw uh, Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier fighting to get in the lineup. And this year they're going to have to prove that they can keep that roster spot. And I think just from what I saw from uh, at least Jalen Brown last night, that he deserves to be in the starting lineup. And over the course of the season with this bigger role, he's going to develop into a star much faster than he was on pace to. And uh, just back to what Johnny said, uh, Al Horford made Robin Lopez look like Wilt Chamberlain in the playoffs last year. But I think Aaron Baines is going to uh, take some of the load off. Aaron Baines, a much better rebounder than guys like Tyler Zeller or Kelly Olynyk. And I think that Jason Tatum uh, showed that he can play his role. Even when he started shooting poorly last night, he was able to grab boards and help, uh, help the offense out. I think that Marcus Smart and uh, Terry Rozier are going to have to uh, keep doing what they're doing. Um, they didn't shoot great last night, but no one shot great last night. We're going to have to make some changes to this offense. I think that we had it tailored a little bit to having Hayward on the floor. And so uh, Brad Stevens had to kind of improvise. And I think that going forward, we're going to see an offense tailored more to these young guys and to a lot more fast-paced basketball.
2: I mean, look, it's no doubt that Gordon Hayward's going to be missed. I mean, you're losing an all-star player, but the way you're going to have to replace him is by committee. It's not going to be one player. You're going to need more from Jalen Brown, who looked like the number three overall pick last night. Jason Tatum looked good for a guy making his NBA debut. And Terry Rozier and Marcus Smart were, were decent enough. Obviously, Smart is not a great shooter, but... I mean, if you look at it, the Celtics went to Cleveland last night and lost by one possession without one of their best players. The other thing I would add is the Celtics looked pretty good on defense last night. You know, Rozier and Smart and Jalen Brown played lights-out defense, which is something they'll need considering they're bound to score less with Hayward out of the lineup.
3: Yeah, uh, the thing about Marcus Smart that I love so much is that he's a great hustle player. Uh, I think he's filling in the role that Avery Bradley... Um, had last year which is just that pit bull defensive attitude he gets all the hustle plays he's a great on-ball defender which you need in a guard lead in a guard-led league like the NBA is today so um, you know we'll see what the starting lineup develops into Uh, I think it's it's essential to have someone like smart in the lineup to guard those you know ball handlers like Steph Curry uh, John Wall Um, but yeah again if he's able to step up offensively and hit a couple threes like he did last year against the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals, I think that will really improve the Celtics' chances of reaching the Eastern Conference
5: Finals again.
6: Yeah, uh, I personally was not thrilled with what I saw from Marcus Smart last night. 16 field goal attempts, 5 makes, (laughs) uh, that's about 30% from the field. Uh, He played 35 minutes and totaled 12 points. Definitely going to need more from him. Uh, Obviously, it does go a little bit more than scoring, but... On this team, especially without Hayward now, he's going to be in the starting lineup.
1: We're going to need a little bit more scoring from him in so many minutes. All right, guys, real quickly, thoughts on the Cavs. I mean, Celtics lost key player, their key player in Gordon Hayward. The Cavs loaded with former stars, stars, guys that could possibly turn into stars. If if you're a Cavs fan, are you encouraged by the close game last night, or are you kind of on the fence? Well, quickly,
0: quickly. D-Rose looked good. I don't know. He looked real good. D last Rose night. impressed. I D would Wade. say, yeah. I mean, I would say there's a lot of things you can be impressed with. There's a lot of things you can not be impressed with. I mean, D Wade didn't score double digit points. I mean, that's something you probably won't see again. You won't have to worry about that. D Rose looked good, so there's a plus. I think they were up so much at halftime. The Celtics were just trying to play for the dignity that the fact that they just lost one of their. They're guys that they just signed, and they just wanted to do it for him, so they kind of had just that more energy. Um, I think that Cleveland needs to be better at home. I mean, they had a crowd that was on their feet their whole time, that whole time, and I mean, the Celtics made a lot of big shots to shut that crowd up. So I think you have a lot to look at if you're a Cavs fan. I mean, that roster as deep as we've ever seen one for LeBron, a LeBron led squad. I mean, they have a lot of talent. With Isaiah coming back, it it should be good.
4: I'm 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 disappointed with Tyron Lue. Um, I think that the Cavs don't need to play the LeBron James offense anymore. They can, they can play the we have ten stars on this team offense. They can play a real offense and get some ball movement going, and they can utilize all these players that are very capable of scoring. I think that uh, I think that Tyron Lue needs to be a coach finally and show everyone why why he got signed and why he's there.
3: And he also made some great halftime adjustments because. Celtics came out swinging. After,
4: after I would just add quickly: if you're a Cavs fan, you
2: should be feeling good. Without Isaiah, your team performed well last night. The depth showed up. Jeff Green, Derek Rose,
1: Dwayne Wade were all pretty good last night. All right, guys. Well, the Rockets and Warriors also opened up. Uh, the Warriors, defending champs, obviously ring night, big night in Golden State, spoiled as the Houston Rockets fought back and defeated the Warriors, one twenty two to one twenty one. Guys. I have to say the Swaggy P effect was something real last night. Yeah. Can we just talk about Nick Young and how he's and how Swaggy P just fits into this Golden State? Yeah. Team? Well,
3: um, I'll be honest with you. I don't think we'll see that performance every night. Maybe not again for the rest of the season. Because <laughs> if you remember, Swaggy. If you remember uh, last season, uh, the Warriors opened up against the Spurs and got their ass kicked uh, pretty easily. Uh, so I don't think there should be any overreactions from, from last night. The Warriors are still the best team in the league. Um, that's not to take any, anything away from the Rockets. I thought James Harden played great. Eric Gordon played great. Chris Paul, eh. But it was his first game with the Rockets. So once he gets um, you know used to, to being on this new team and not – I mean, James Harden had 10 assists last night, so he, he seems to still be comfortable in the role of distributor. Uh, but, again, no overreactions from last night. Uh, Rockets played great. Warriors played great. It was a high-scoring game, just what I expected. Um, I do expect that to be the Western Conference Finals, though, between those two teams. Rockets showed you what they're capable of doing with
2: with another star on the team, with Chris Paul joining up with James Harden. I would think the big takeaway, if you're a Warriors fan, is the Warriors are not good defensively if Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala are not in the lineup. So if Draymond Green is out for an extended period of time, that should definitely concern the Warriors.
0: Uh, I mean, I look at that game. One takeaway I can, I can add off a of Nick is that Eric Gordon is a really solid player. Um, came up, and that debt dunk he had on the Warriors rookie. I mean, that was that was insane. That's the guy take can it to the rim, yeah. he, he can really play. He's a great shooter. Um, won the three point contest obviously last year. Sixth man of the year. I think he's a great option. He fits well. He's going to fit very well. Um, with Harden and Chris Paul looking for someone to open up and spread the floor. And the Rockets, they spread the floor, I think, the best in the NBA.
4: Um, Yeah, I I was impressed by them last night. I think we can expect more out of Chris Paul. I think we can expect more out of their offense. Um, I think the Warriors uh, maybe got a little caught up in the ring ceremony and uh, the – uh, crowd that night and weren't quite ready for what the Rockets were bringing to them. I think that we can look uh, for the season to be a lot more competitive. The Warriors definitely shouldn't sleep on any of these teams. It's a different league now. Uh, people have moved around. It's a league full of super teams. And while there's going to definitely going to be a lot more nights off, there's going to be a lot more nights on. And the Warriors are going to have to look out for the incredible new competition they're going to see in this league. Yeah, definitely.
1: Other teams gaining, other superstars forming new super teams. Not going to be as easy for the Warriors this year. Moving to baseball, the Yankees are looking good, fellas. Quite frankly, they've come back. They've tied up the series at two two games apiece against the Houston Astros. Uh, they they're looking good. Their bullpen is really nice. Galen, Tim, what are the Yankees' chances of winning the series? And are they just on a run right now that maybe they can make it run at the title?
6: I mean, uh, the Yankees. There's no. There's no doubting that they're, uh, they're the team to beat right now. I mean, you could say that they're on a run, absolutely, no doubt. But um, momentum is everything in baseball. Uh, we see this all the time. I, I'd put their chances right now, 100%, honestly, at about 80% of making the World Series. And I don't know the number. I think it's like 10 or 11. Um, it ends up being the team that wins the championship series first, uh, goes on to win the World Series. Like, they haven't won in, like... a. A Long time, so I think that the Yankees will beat the Astros in six games, um, and I think that the Dodgers will sweep the Cubs. Uh, that's going to be on tonight. I think the Yankees game just ended, but I'm not positive of the score. Um, I think it's currently four zip Yankees, four zip Yankees, so it's going to be three to two. Um, no doubt, you know, Yankees are going to be fresh, they're going to be ready to go, and uh, yeah,
5: I think it's Dodgers Yankees with Yankees coming out on top. Yeah, I do agree that momentum um, is definitely on. Yanks side right now in the playoffs and I think after coming back from Houston to play at home in the Bronx they've had one of the greatest home field records this year in Major League Baseball and I think it has a lot to do with their um, recent hot streak and yeah I definitely have a feeling that they can make the World Series and you know you just can never count them out especially in that ballpark they got down in the Bronx And um, while everybody said that they were going through um, a rebuilding year or phase, I should say, um, I always just thought that they were always a dangerous team no matter what condition they were in. They could always either play a spoiler or just a uh, dangerous team in the playoffs. But it'll be interesting to see at the conclusion of this game whether they could hold the lead in Houston knowing how Houston plays very well down in Texas.
6: Yeah, never count the Yankees out, especially after that Game 4 that come from behind. I mean, it's hard to deny this team has
5: something special going on. So yeah, and also, they're Houston's top offense. Like, who have led the league in almost every category. Like, they can only get them so far. And that's what we've discussed before. Like, starting pitching, like, really helps you win championships, especially in playoffs. Like, the offense will only carry you so far. Now, Houston, they've got the starting pitching. Don't get me wrong. They've got... Justin Berlander, they got Dallas Keichel. Their bullpen is trash. Yeah, and Lance McCullers. And, yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised that they didn't restock their bullpen. Yeah, they got Francisco Liriano, but I know that they tried to get Zach Britton at the trade deadline, but unfortunately a, a deal can work out. Well, they did work out a deal, but it was just after the window closed. So right, yeah, they're definitely ruining that mistake.
1: So, guys, speaking – you guys talked about – the strength of the Astros, mm-hmm, and the Yankees. Both of their their strengths are definitely offense. You know these guys are bombers. They oh, score lots, sure. lots of runs. So what would you say is the biggest weakness for both teams, Yankees, Astros? Yankees, I think it's I think it's starting pitching. Um, you know we'll the
6: starting start pitching. Held
5: up, but
6: yeah. It's held up, but there are times where they just go out there and I don't know, crap themselves. Honestly. There's no other way to put it. Shit themselves? Exactly, thank you. So goes the, the bullpen, The bullpen, <laughs> so far them. this postseason, has been locked down. It, with the exception of Patances, it's been Chapman. Roll this Chapman. Chapman's been good this
5: postseason. Yeah. Earlier in the season, not so much, oh, yeah, but he was, now he's good. His control is all over the place. But now I think that he took some time off from the closing role. that he's sort of got it back together, and now he's back to his old ways. Absolutely. And the Astros' weakness, like Galen said, definitely their
6: bullpen. Just nothing going on doesn't matter if Keuchel goes out there and catches a gem. I mean, it's not safe with that bullpen and, you have and that re- Yankees If line. you have to
5: rely on Ken Giles to throw a six-out save, that's just terrible because you're just going to wear him out. He's like your top reliever. They should really just have gotten either another closer like Britton who was sort of available or just gotten another set of man. But Tyler, do you want to add something? I, I would just add quickly that the big difference between the Yankees and the Astros
2: is... When the Yankees get into trouble, it's David Robertson. It's Tommy Canely coming in fourth, fifth inning to shut it down. And that's a big deal. We saw it with the Royals when they won their World Series with Herrera and Madsen. And Holland was out after in the year they won the series. But Wade Davis, bullpen, bullpens in the playoffs
1: can win you a championship. And the Yankees have the best bullpen in the game right now. All right. Moving to the NLCS, guys. Cubs down 3-0. The Dodgers, they look really good. Are are, are the Cubs done? Are the Dodgers unstoppable? Is it time the Dodgers stop choking and Dave Roberts brings them to the promised land? Well, like I
6: said, uh, teams that finish the LCS first and go on to the World Series before the next team have not fared well recently. Um, uh, The pitching from Dodgers have been superb. Um, The Cubs have scored four runs in three games. They're 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position. The Cubs are just a dead team right now. They have not stopped the Dodgers' offense. Just everything is not going their way. It's possible they might squeak out this game four, but I I don't see this going back to L.A. I think
5: the Dodgers have this series about wrapped up. Yeah, I agree. The Dodgers definitely have a stranglehold on the series as it stands right now. I think there is definitely a real momentum changer. I felt it in the air, especially after Joe Madden got tossed for disputing a call that many claim that wasn't exactly disputable. But, um, yeah, as of right now, the Dodgers are looking unstoppable. And I feel like, um, getting back to Tim's point, that um, teams that make the World Series first after the LCS have done not well, I think that's going to be different for the Dodgers because I feel like um, they've really clicked all year. They've now they've really gelled well together. I feel like um, Dave Roberts has a great handle on things, and I like their chances for – the World Series this year. Yeah, they, Should they make it? They got that
6: cold streak out of the way in, uh, I think it was August, maybe September. They yeah. lost, like, 11 straight. I, everybody I really was saying,
5: "Uh, here comes another dodge and choke job. I was like, yeah, just give them time. Exactly. All, all top teams, to be honest, in baseball, they have these, like, long cold streaks. Like, it's a very, very long season. When they play back-to-back games, like, cold streaks are bound to happen. Exactly. It's like you go on, like, a hot streak for all 162 games, and that's just weird. Yeah, I don't you gotta see. got to call out the doctors. But, um, t- Keep him away from Tony Bosch, It's A-Rod's guy. I, I don't
6: see uh, I don't see the Dodgers going on another cold streak. I think that they're gonna stick to their uh, their
1: best record mm-hmm. in baseball uh, selves and you know put up a good fight. Oh, absolutely! All cool. right, guys. So, Dodgers, Yankees. Your prediction for the World Series?
5: I say Yankees in seven. To me, I'm not quite ready to write Houston off just yet. I feel like they still got something left in them like it's not like houston to go down without a fight so as of right now i'm not going to give my world series prediction just yet can i
4: ask you guys something real quick
5: what's up Shoot. uh
4: so yankees dodgers are the two biggest uh payrolls in baseball i think we saw a resurgence the past decade of small oh, they market, the
5: forbes list. yeah
4: of like small market baseball and playing money ball is is that going away again or are the big market teams going to make a, a comeback and uh take over the league again or like what, what, what are we saying? i think it's just a coincidence honestly i think that uh Yankees got hot
6: at the right time. You know, Cleveland had the best record in baseball. Cleveland, I don't know if you ever been. It's not a nice place. It's it's not a big market. Yeah, it's not the best.
0: I love Cleveland. (laughs) Yeah,
6: Uh, it's it's. um, I I think that's honestly just a coincidence. Mm -hmm.
1: That's all. All right, right, guys. Moving to the NFL now. Let's go. The Green Bay Packers have suffered one of the most devastating injuries to that. Their organization. i your boys out. Yeah, probably How do you feel about that? in a while. Rogers took a hit from bar landed hard on his shoulder. it's broken collarbone. Likely gonna need surgery. Likely be out for the season. Is, are is the are the Packers done? Like, does Brett Hundley have enough to keep the Packers' hopes alive for the playoffs? No. <laughs>
0: was that was that like a That's trick it. question? No. Does he have enough?
3: Listen, I think Aaron Rodgers is the most physically gifted quarterback of all time. Not saying he's the best, but he, but he is phenomenal. He is a, a treat to watch. So losing him for the season sucks for me as a fan. Uh, a huge fan of his. And the offense is... Well,
0: especially when you're a Jets fan.
3: <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that later. Um, but... Aaron Rodgers, that offense is really built around his ability to escape the pocket and make those ridiculous throws. I love Jordy Nelson. I love Devontae Adams. But both guys' production elsewhere would, would decline severely. So to put it simply, uh, the Packers are screwed. Uh, they will not be making the playoffs. Brett Hundley, no offense, no Aaron Rodgers. That's, I mean, that's, that's, just, that's just a fact. Brett Hundley is athletic. Uh, but, yeah, they don't, they, don't have a, they don't have a shot. Brett Hundley will not take them to the promised land. Guess they'll just have to wait till next season.
4: I mean, last year I think we can say like confidently that he, Aaron Rodgers ran the table for them. He's the only reason they found a playoff spot last right. year. They were in a terrible place. He told everyone to relax and he brought them back into it. I don't think that even with their record right now they could possibly make a playoff run without uh, the bad bad man Aaron Rodgers throwing yeah. the football around. And look at I their mean,
3: division. I mean, look at the NFC North. You got Minnesota, very tough team, team. That, yeah. and they ate Brett Hundley alive. I mean, Detroit's good. Detroit's good. They got Matt Stafford, who's, who's a great talent. Trubisky
0: uh, got his Trubisky first Trubisky looked all right. Yeah. Um, so it's
2: a good. Division. So you can't discount Chicago Packers could end up
1: in the cellar in the north.
3: Yeah,
2: um, so I wouldn't could, be
1: surprised. Even with weapons like Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devonte Adams, Rogers is just too much of a difference. You could. Yes, you could assemble
2: up. Hundley a roster of. Jerry Rice and Barry Sanders, and he wouldn't bring them to the playoffs. Yeah. Brett Hundley is an average backup quarterback. I'm pretty sure if he was a starter, he'd be the worst starter in the league. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy's a fine backup quarterback, but there's no way he leads yeah. any team with any players to that's, the playoffs. That's what
0: he is.
3: He's a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's not He's not taking room.
0: There. Nick and I were talking about it today. I mean, those receivers are good for their skills position, but they're better because they're with Aaron Rodgers. They don't run their routes that well. They really don't. But Aaron Rodgers will just scramble out of the pocket, and they just make up their own routes, and they get open. That's why they're so good. The routes
3: are tatered to
0: Rodgers'
2: exactly. ability. To so,
0: and I don't think Hundley can be dancing but around the Packers there like are a, a last pony
2: place. in the pocket. The Packers are a last-place team without Aaron Rodgers. He's the most valuable player,
0: in my opinion, to his team of any player in the National Football League. But if we're talking about a good backup, I think we have something special in C.J. Beathard. <sighs> All right, okay. um, <laughs> come on, right? No, we're the, gonna, here, this goes. Uh, yeah, this goes, Stop that!
3: Right yeah, now. this goes to my next point. Um, Second coming of Christ. Of my my two most disappointing uh, players slash coach in the in the NFL this year. Uh, I want to talk about Matt Ryan first. Um, just terrible. Six touchdowns, six interceptions coming <laughs> off. <laughs> just terrible. It, terrible. He's terrible. He's, He's terrible. my fantasy. Six team. touchdowns, six interceptions. Right Josh McCown, love him. I'm a Jets fan. Love Josh McCown. The dude has more touchdown passes and yards than Matt Ryan. Wait, I mean, he's a wait, better wait. player. You Just, love Josh McCown. <laughs> I love Josh McCown. No, no, no. I'm saying this season. Okay, Matt Ryan, he's in a dome. He has Julio Jones. Muhammad Sunu's coming back this week. Okay, well, He has a great running game. He t- Taylor He's playing the Patriots
4: secondary.
3: Yeah, he has no excuses to be performing like this. This is inexcusable. It's terrible for a quarterback coming off. The hell of a year he had last year to be performing MVP. like this. He was MVP. MVP last year, and uh, I want to talk about also his former offensive coordinator in San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan. Well, Bethard's on his way up. No, let's. <laughs> what, how,
2: how is Kyle Shanahan underperformed? He went. They're zero six. He went to an awful team with I don't, and his quarterback is Brian Hoyer and CJ Bethard, Who let's all be serious? No one had even heard of until last week. Well, he's
3: Brian be. Hoyer. Brian Hoyer was a probably the best quarterback Cleveland's seen in a decade.
0: He did. <laughs> Brian,
3: Brian Hoyer played very well in Cleveland.
0: All
4: right, we're talking about what Cleveland right? now, like no, about the other but, okay, quarterback. He's the best that's quarterback that's a,
2: that's a... in Cleveland in accomplishment? Yeah. No, no, it's not. But but I saying there, he there, performed... there are quarterbacks in high school who could be good.
3: Yeah, but he performed well in, well in, well in Cleveland. Cleveland. He's been benched already in San Francisco. Kyle, they're 0-6. That's a good thing. Beathard is the next okay. time. Well, we'll see. But they're 0-6. He's <laughs> an offensive mastermind from last year. They can – you cannot tell me – Listen, San Francisco's not a good team, okay? But Owen six is beyond me. They should have at least won one game by now.
0: You know you know their point margin? It's pretty small. They do pretty well. Yeah.
3: They're, they're, they're pretty solid. Yeah, Owen Six is not team. Owen six isn't solid. They
0: they don't I lose. He's by been much, a disappointment. But who he's did been you expect
3: letdown. them to be?
2: I expect them they have their offensive skill players rely on old players like Pierre Garcon and Brian Hoyer. Carlos Hyde's a good running back. Okay, so you've got one, de- you've got one decent player in the entire football In what world is he
3: good? Team. Listen, good coaches make good teams work.
2: Okay? He you know, is- Bill Belichick wasn't a good coach with the Browns because he had no players.
3: Right. right.
2: You need decent players But to okay, be but a good coach. Okay, but 0-6. They're 0-6. Yeah, well, disappointment. they'll be
0: 4-6 four, four weeks later because had-
3: Beathard is something That's special. Right. Well, we'll see. But if they had won two games, if they're 1-5 right now, I'm I'm vastly more impressed. They're 0-6. He's been a disappointment
0: you're vastly more impressed if
3: yeah. they have one win. Exactly, yeah. They're, oh, they haven't won a game. There's a big difference between one win
4: and no win. I one. think yes. the
1: problem with Kyle Shanahan is he comes from an offense in Atlanta that can be so complex because you have Matt Ryan, you have Julio Jones, you have Mohamed Sanu, you have Taylor Gabriel, you have all these guys, skilled players. You can run a complex offense. But in San Francisco... You don't really have those guys. So There's you,
2: not one offensive player on San Francisco that would start for. Well, then that's, so that's failure with, with, with
1: the management.
3: Then, but still, Owen six. I don't care They're who not, you d- have. We're on not the
0: denying team.
1: that.
3: Okay, <laughs> yeah. So Nick, just, I'm
1: with you. I think Kyle Shanahan has to adapt correct. to the players he has, which he hasn't done.
3: I mean, Owen six. You can't make many excuses. Owen six is Owen six.
1: Yeah, it's not a good look. It's it's a terrible look. All right, moving on. The battle for first in the AFC East happened. It was epic. It was crazy. Pats Jets rivalry renewed. It Josh McCown versus Tom Brady. I mean, did you see what That's, the
6: uh, the VP of officiating had to say on that touchdown? No, I did not. What did he say? He said it was the correct call. He said it was no touchdown. Well, and I disagree. Back. Who who was it? The VP it's, of officiating. Okay. That's
4: the VP. Of officiating I'm the cover, new VP. He's, of he's of covering official. for their asses. Yeah. yeah. Every there's I no know. NFL fan that watches that and thinks it's a,
6: it's a touchdown. I back. mean, the guy whose job it is to know. He thinks it's a touchback, so I guess that that shows you. The
1: NFL's rigged. So, yeah, let's talk about that call, guys. Uh, Let's talk about the good AFC East team, the Pats. (laughs) You can make the call, right? (laughs) So you can make that call, but is there a real... The original call is a touchdown. Here's where the debate comes in. Okay. The original call is a touchdown, right? So you need indisputable video evidence to overturn a call. The argument is... Was there indisputable video evidence? I didn't see it. No. I don't think anybody else really saw I think it except anyone the else Saw it to be honest with
3: you. He me. the, the the thing that baffles me is that he did not even lose the ball out of the end zone. You'd still be down by six points. It does it. That is a huge game changer. They're at the three yard line, and then the Patriots all of a sudden get the ball at the twenty.
0: That changed the entire game. Yeah. Right, but and then it was a two score game. Right? No, no, no. It's still
1: a game-changing It's a huge, that's the most,
0: yeah. You still have to score another touchdown. You go
3: from a touchdown to a turnover. That is as detrimental to a team's chances of winning as you can
0: get. Right, but it's not like it was that Hail Mary pass, Seahawks, 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 Green Bay.
3: Listen, 24-17, they lost by seven, and they got a touchdown overturned. It was a bad call. There was no, there was not enough evidence to overturn it. It didn't even look like, he lost possession for a second, but regained it. You can't tell me that that was the right call. You cannot tell me there was enough evidence to reverse that.
2: And the key point is enough evidence to overturn it. It may have been the right call, but when you're looking at replays for 10 and 12 times and you have no idea what the correct call should be, the call on the field needs to stand. Safarian Jenkins should have had a touchdown. And who knows, the game may have been different, but... For now, the Patriots sit atop the AFC East, and the Jets, you know, just have Suck. to regroup and move on. Hey,
3: listen, I think a positive thing I take from that game is the Jets finally found a tight end,
4: something I, they haven't had in years. No, he's Jets. solid. He's
0: played, yeah, you're definitely right about right. that. He's a he solid guy. Right.
4: I think the NFL completely overthinks different. these rules with these replays and everything. If a catch looks like a catch to like a normal person, then it should be a catch. If a touchdown looks like a touchdown to your average fan, it should be a touchdown. I understand if you look at replays and everything, like, oh, maybe he stepped out or whatever. But the NFL needs to really simplify down these rules because when we get calls like this where everyone in the world thinks it's a touchdown and the NFL, just by their stupid rule book, says it's not, I mean, fans get upset. Without that stupid room book, there is no game.
3: But like what, but what is this? It just it just ruins it ruined the game for me. It ruined the game I for I mean, because you're people. a Jets fan. It made the
6: game a hundred times. I think more, I think the more interesting the outcome Patriots fans. ruined the
0: game.
3: I think the Jets were up fourteen nothing. I was okay. After that game I'm very impressed with the New York Jets. A lot of a lot of people thought that they were gonna go 0 16, they were gonna have the first overall pick in the draft. Guess what? They're at five hundred, should be four two. Um, <laughs> not uh, really. It's oh, my just God, yeah. They'll face the Patriots again last week of the season and I'm excited for that matchup. Hopefully no calls yeah. go
1: wrong that game.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> in New England. All right, so. guys, Jets so. fans
1: you, as salty as ever. <laughs> yeah. You gotta agree, we all gotta agree the AFC is looking like a huge surprise to everybody in the NFL. Yeah. Um all right. Talking about we're gonna move on. Talk about our picks for let's talk about some games for this week. So the first game we're going to talk about: Chiefs, Raiders. Chiefs suffered their why first this, loss. Why is this on a list? Um, Chiefs, Chiefs, pretty good. Because the Chiefs suffered their first loss last week, time? and the Raiders. The Raiders suck. Team, the Raiders are a team that, that many thought were challenger paths for number one in the AFC, but Derek Carr's injury, the terrible loss to the Redskins, they haven't looked. They lost good. LA, the of the What it? Yeah, Derek Carr's no coming challenges. back. Are the Raiders suddenly out of the top, or out of the picture for the top teams? What well, do you see? Raiders, is, Chiefs. Who do you got?
0: Car played last week. He didn't look well. Um, th- I don't really think this is a question to me at all. I think the Chiefs easily win this game. Um, I know we bug Nick about uh, Alex Smith being the MVP, but this team is clearly better than the Raiders this year. The Raiders are just not that good. I don't know. I mean, even last year they won a lot of close games. And they're not losing these games by a close margin. They're just not winning. I love Crabtree, don't get me wrong. I think he's one of the best receivers in the league. Um, but I just <laughs> I don't really I don't
4: think... Ask Richard Sherman what he thinks about that. Yeah. Well, I, like,
0: you can't tell me Amari Cooper is better than
4: him. Well, that's that's the oh, thing. The Amari Raiders need Amari Cooper Mar- to
0: step up big time that Amari... Amari He's Cooper like the 80th fantasy receiver. Amari Cooper is right, the Chiefs
4: are winning this week. Yeah, all in agreement. No doubt. Okay, but
3: okay, I just want to say. Um, I'm
2: not all in agreement with the Chiefs winning this week.
3: I, I am in agreement, but I do want to say right. I, I expect See. a big game, a big bounce back game from Derek Carr's two interception performance last week against the, the Chargers. I think he did rush back, um, no pun intended, well, with his back right. injury. Uh, I do think he will have a good game against Kansas City, no doubt, but I'm still picking Kansas City and my MVP, Alex Smith. I
2: don't know. Raiders don't are going to surprise
3: been, some people this
2: week. More. It's because they're at home, I guess. Yeah, exactly. They have a Raiders are at chance. home. Kansas City's going on the road on a short week, and the Raiders need to win this game. Derek Carr had his first week back last week, which you know causes players to be a little bit hesitant, but he'll be ready to go this week. And I think the Raiders need to win this game, and I think Derek
1: Carr fig- finds a way for them to win. All right, moving on. Super Bowl rematch: Pats Falcons. Both teams have kind of been a little disappointing
0: this year, maybe suffering a little bit some from a Super Bowl hangover. What do you guys got? Pats, easy, at home. Um, Matt Ryan, like you said, Nick, doesn't look that good. I mean, I still think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, top five even this year. I still think he's a top five quarterback. I really do. <laughs> Those are and if, if you if you can make that debate that he's not, I mean he's not top five this year. I still think he is. No. I still think he is. No. Who's your top
3: five? Uh, I think he's one five. of the most. Top five? Tom Brady, Alex Smith,
0: Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson. Ooh. Was Aaron Rodgers up to that I would was. throw a while. I would, And then I'd throw Matt Ryan in that five. But anywho, um, I think I'll take the Pats because uh, they're at home. I still think Matt Ryan's going to shred this defense. He's going to be all over them. But I still I still give the edge to New England because they're at home. Um, it's primetime television. It's a night game. It's going to be awesome. I think the atmosphere is just going to favor New England. I'm taking um, Atlanta. In this no, of course you
3: are.
0: Listen, Josh McCown threw for
3: 325 yards last week against the New England Patriots defense. And that is with receivers like Robbie Anderson, <laughs> uh, Jeremy Curley. Uh, Austin Sparrow and Jenkins played great, but still not an established receiver. Did he have a touchdown? He had two. <laughs> okay. you, look, you look at... The weapons that Atlanta has. You'll get Julio Jones, top two receiver in the league, although he's been underperforming as well. Um, and you got Ter- Taylor Gabriel, you know, that great running back tandem. I'm taking Atlanta. I think Matt Ryan's going to show up big time Sunday night uh, Is it against joke?
0: that
3: le- last ranked defense in the league. Uh, I expect a big game out of Matt Ryan and the an Atlanta Falcons win.
2: Howman would pick against the Patriots if they were playing a high school team. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's, that's the, Patri- right. the Patriots
2: are clearly going to win this game at home. It's going to be a high-scoring game because these defenses are not good.
4: I'll take Tom Brady at home in a high-scoring game any day of the week. This game is going to be a shootout. Everyone knows it, but Tom Brady's one of the best gunslingers in history, and I think history has shown that he wins these shootouts, so I'm giving it to Brady and the Patriots. I think one up
6: is a bit of an exaggeration also. That he's quite clear in
4: the best. <laughs> that's, Dude, the that's a debate I for another day. Jay Collar is looking good. They won last week. <laughs> all right, moving
1: on. Cardinals-Rams. Cardinals just uh, traded for Adrian Peterson. Had a great debut for them. Yeah, uh, The I'll Rams. Play. Rams are looking solid this year. Jared Goff, Todd Gurley playing well. Who you guys got in this matchup?
0: I got Cardinals. I got Cardinals. I really do. I think, um, no doubt about it, Peterson's going to run all over those Rams. I know it's at Los Angeles. I know the Rams are looking like a really good team, but I think it's just it's just a fired up Adrian Peterson coming off a great game. I hope he goes and shoves the finger right in Sean Payton's face. That whole Saints organization. I'm picking Cardinals.
3: Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and agree with Johnny on that one. I take the Arizona Cardinals. You got Carson Palmer third in the league in passing yardage. Larry Fitzgerald playing as good as ever, uh, defying age. And yeah, again, Adrian Peterson. I think he's very motivated, more motivated than he has been in a couple years. I think he'll show up big time against a very solid Los Angeles Rams front seven. Um, So, yeah, I'm taking Arizona, and I see Arizona getting on a roll after this game.
2: Yeah, I'll take the Cardinals, too. Carson Palmer is second in the league in passing yards. Finally got a running back to work with him. Larry Fitzgerald is an ageless wonder, as good as he's ever been. Cardinals defense is also deceptively good with Tyron Matthew and Patrick Peterson. Cardinals go to L.A.
4: and get the win. I'm looking at the Cardinals. They looked reinvigorated last week with Adrian Peterson. Uh, I think that we see. I think Larry's going to retire this year. Adrian's ending the end of his heading toward the end of his career. Carson Palmer, who knows how long he's got left. I think these guys are going to try and uh, make a run this year and try and make the most uh, out of what's left of their great careers. All right, fellas, that's all we got for tonight on Dorm Room Sports. We'll catch you all next week.
1: Peace.